Okay, here we go, Daf Kuf Yud Tes. Thursday's Daf, as we finish Mesechus Bava Kamet together. Wow. Top of the Amid. Mishnah said, repairs. You can't buy from these people who watch fruit because we're scared that some of the stuff is stolen. Rav, Zovin Shabishta Me'arisa. Rav went ahead and bought these grapes from an Aris, that's a sharecropper. Some really Abaya, Oiva Hotnan, repairs, ate some Peres. Not supposed to, right? That's our Mishnah. Amrlea, Rav said back to him, Hani Mili Aramidi. Who shouldn't you buy from? That's a someone who's a Shimer, who's a paid employee, who doesn't own any Schusim in the land. Aval Aris, but a sharecropper, Dislebegave, that's the whole nature of a sharecropper, that he actually has ownership. So you can buy from him because because I can basically be soimich that that which he's selling me is the stuff that he owns. You can buy from these watchmen if they're sitting around comfortably and selling and they don't look like they're hiding anything. Their baskets and the scales are in front of them because they, they look like they got nothing to hide. But if any of them tell you, hey, psst, over here, hide what I'm selling you, so then usher, then you can't buy from them because it obviously is very sketchy and these guys look like they are selling you stolen property. Property. You can buy from them at the entrance to the Gina, but not in the back alley over there because the circumstances definitely lend themselves to a less than legal sale. Itmar, Gazlan me Amos Mutter Lickness At what point can you assume that you could just buy from the Gazlan? So Rav Omer Ajite Rav Mishalai, as long as most of the things in his Rishus are his. So you can now assume that I'm buying from the Rav, which is what he owns. Vishmul Omer, amazingly, even if only a minority of stuff is actually his, you can buy from him. And I relay Rav Yehuda La Ada Dayola, Rav Yehuda Takam made a psak for Ayala, who was some sort of an evid to the Rabbanim, with that kula, as long as you have the miyat shalai. It's a hard thing to understand. If there's only a miyat shalai, then why don't I have to be worried that maybe I'm buying gezel? And the Amshel Shleim explains that it's because when you have miyat shalai, that means miyat of this guy's stuff, we know for a fact this is. The rest of it, we don't know that it's stolen, but it's mozik to be stolen. Avad, if you knew it was stolen, you can't do it. But since it's only mozik to be stolen, it's not for sure stolen, and we know for a fact it's miyat shalai, zokt shmuel, you can therefore buy from him. And the Amshel Shleim above Arn said, don't tell me that it's kol kavua kamechtal mechzadami because you don't say kol kavua if the iser's not nicker bim kaimai. Lahalacha, when the Rambam brings this din, he does bring it as a shtikl stira because the Rambam in Hilchas Geneva Perak Vav Halacha Aleph says that if it's ches kasai gozel, it's usher. And if it's Rav Guzzle, it's also going to be Usr, seeming to Paskin like Rav, because Hilchus says Karab be Suri. That's what the Magid Mishnah writes. But the Magid Mishnah points out that the Rambam in Hilchus Gzela, that if it's Miut Shalai, it's going to be Mutter. He seems to Paskin like Shmuel. So the Rambam seems to be taking both sides, Rav and Shmuel, one in Hilchus Geneva and one in Hilchus Gzela. And the Magid Mishnah over there says then maybe there's a Chilik between a Ganef and a Goslin, which needs to go on that list of trying to make differences between Ganef and Goslin. This might be one of them, but what whether or not you have to be soimich on only a rave of non-gagazal dika stuff, or if even you could be soimich on the meat. Mumen mosor, legabi, the money of a miser. Interestingly, the Gemara calls it a mosor. Isn't the way we would typically write it, but the Taisus Yantif in Nandarim in Perak Yud, Taisus Yantif is writing it in reference to the expression Nair Hamor Rasa, but he says a mosor, he brings from his Rebbe the Maral, that even though mosor sounds like past tense, not that miser that he's giving over somebody else's money to the government, it's a reference to the Kiboy Yava Yamai, that one day that his day is going to come, that he shouldn't think that he's not going to get punished. He's certainly will get punished. But I'll call upon him the din by a miser, the, his money, Rav Hunav Rav Yehuda, I have a machalikis about it. Chad Omar Mutter La'abda Biyad, you can just destroy his money. Bechad Omar Osr La'abda Biyad, you can't outright destroy his money and property. Manda Omar Mutter La'abda Biyad, that you can mamish destroy his stuff, and since we know by a miser that his life is kind of forfeit, 
as the Gemara in Avaydazara on Chavav says that we're Mayridim Vlemailin, that we Mamish can kill these guys, so for sure you can destroy his property. Maybe he'll have Enoch that will be a Tzadikim for all we know. So we have to be chayshish for that. Rav Chizda Havilei Hahu Arisa, Rav Chizda had an Aris, to have a Tokel V'yov Tokel V'shakel. He would weigh and be very medaktik with the cheshben. In other words, he wouldn't even give up a mashahu of this stuff. So you might think being so yakish is a good idea, but Salke, Rav Chizda, fired him, and Kara Anafsheh, but Safin Latzadik Chel And Rashi has two him what the idea might have been, but certainly he was overly medaktik, and that's why he had to be fired. Pasuk says, Ki ma tikvas chonef ki yivsuk yeshel eloika nafshay. So Rav Hunover, Rav Chizda, Vamachlekes, had to explain this Pasuk, Chad Omer Nafshay de Nigzal, it's a reference to the soul of the Nigzal. He's the one whose nefesh has been kind of cast away. Because of his avla, he will be cast aside. So you see that stealing from somebody is ki'ilu, you killed him. So we can see that Hashem will actually punish the gazlan by actually taking away his life. Which sounds like it's talking about the nefesh of the nigzal. So my Ba'olov, what is the Ba'olov referring to? That's Ba'olov Dehashta. That's the current owner, which is actually the Gazlan, because he now is Kainet. Let's go the other way. Which sounds like that Hashem is going to take the Nefesh of those who are stealing, which sounds like the Nefesh is the Nefesh of the Gazlan. So Matam Kamer, it's giving you the reason. Matam What's the reason that Hashem is going to take away the Nefesh? Mishum to Kavai Nefesh, because they robbed the Nefesh of their victim. That's the way you can learn this Pasuk. The Pasuk of Kavai is a reference to Gezela. So to be kova is to steal, and this is the famous vart. I'm not sure who says the vart, but it's like the Velt says it over. That Achamei Esrim, when you come upstairs, one of the big questions that the Grand Bechina is going to be kovat itim latayra. Were you kovea? We like to teach kovea. Did I make time? that I'm going to learn every day. But based on this Gemara, you could say if a kovata is, did you steal time away to learn? Kovata is the lotion of stealing. What does it mean to steal time to learn? Because we have a whole schedule in our day. We're either working or we're with our families. And to find time to learn is stealing from that time. I must say, saying this Daf Yemish here, I certainly could identify with that. I'm currently recording this in the middle of a workday, and I am definitely ignoring some clients right now. But that's what's demanded of us. Kovata itim latayra. I heard a nice haisafa today from Rabbi Rosner, who said, Mayim genuvim is yim taku. The most gishmaka learning is going to be the learning that you stole time away from to learn. More about stealing from people is as if you killed them. So my Vaimer, why do Vyrchan have to keep on saying the other Pusik, all the continued Vaimers? Why wasn't just the first Pusik enough to make his point? Maybe you want to say there was only the actual Nigzal who it's Ki'il you killed, but not his his children in Zainiklach, etc. Tashma, Basar Banov Ubenaisev, even his sons and daughters, you're also killing them. Maybe that's only when you don't actually give them money in exchange for what you stole. Maybe it's not so bad. So No, it is. Maybe if you do it with your own hands. Maybe if you indirectly cause that loss, maybe it's not Ki'ilu you took their life. Did Shalomelch actually kill the Givainim? He, he didn't kill the Givainim. Since Shalomelch did take a wipe out the city of Naivir Kehanim, because 
they employed all these Givainim with their Mayim and food. So Malalavakasav Kiluhargan, even though that's indirect. Then the Mishnah said, You can buy from these women, and you don't have to be that they stole it from their husbands. But you can't buy the wine, oil, or flour of Loimena Avod of Loimena Tinoikais. Avashalaimer, Mecheres Ishab Arba Vachamisha Diner Kade Lasis Kipalarisha. She can sell about five dinners worth of things in order to be able to make this little covering for her head that her husband wouldn't be Makbid. The Kulin Shamrula Hatman, but all of these cases, if the woman says, Psst, come over here, don't tell anybody, but here, buy this thing, then us her. Then it's sketchy. The Gabbai can accept small donations of money from these Nashim, but they can't take a big thing because they gotta be assumed that their husband wasn't masking for them to give such a big donation. The Habadodin, someone who's an olive presser, like Chimhen Zesim Bemida, Vishemin Bemida, you could buy measured amounts of Zesim Bemuat, Vishemin Bemuat, because the bigger amount, Bemida, we can assume was done with the approval of the husband. But if this woman is selling a small amount, then we have to be chayshish that maybe this is not with the Rishas of her husband. You can buy from these women the Zesim in small amounts. Sometimes the man's embarrassed to sell those Zesim in the entrance of his house. So he gives them to her to sell. But it's all above board and legal. Ravina went to Mechaisa to collect Tzedakah. So the women of Mechaisa came and put in front of him these golden chains and bracelets, couple of minai, and he took it from them. The Gabai Tzedakah can only accept from them things that are small but not large things. These things, are considered small because there was a lot of money over there. The Me'iri ends off this whole Gemara by saying a very important line of Hakel Lafi Inyan. In other words, you really have to know what's going on in that particular locale, and that will determine what's considered Choshed or not Choshed. Zakta Mishnah, very technical. The little pieces of wool that the laundry guy has when he's cleaning the clothes, he can keep those little pieces of but the little pieces that the guy who is combing out the cloth, those have to go back to the balabayas. The launderer can take out three threads and they belong to him. More than that, he'll be makbid. If it was black on white, if the black threads were woven onto the edge of the white clothing, he could take all the black threads and they belong to him. Let's say a tailor left enough thread that he could still sew, or a piece of cloth that is at least three tvachim by three tvachim. So hare elu shel balabayas. Those materials belong to the balabayas. Masha hecharash meitzim b'maatzad. When a carpenter is shaving and he removes with this keli, hare elu shel those shavings belong to him. Uva koshil. But whatever chips he chops off with a hatchet shel balabayas. Im hoya oisa eitzel balabayas. But if he's working at the home of the balabayas, then afa nasaris shel balabayas. Then even the sawdust belongs to the owners. Like the Gemara Tanurab. Tanurabanan. We learned in a brayso. Leichin meichin menakayves mevnei shein shelo. You can buy these pieces of wool from the laundry guy because they belong to him. So he's the one who can sell it. But the launderer takes off the upper two threads and they belong to him. Turning over to Ahmed Bey's, and he shouldn't sew more than three stitches for each loop that he attaches to the edge of the baguette, which is how they prepare to stretch the baguette. And he shouldn't comb out the baguette along the vertical side of the baguette, the warp. But only along the weft, which is the horizontal way. And he evens it out along the length of but not but not the width way. And if he plans on evening up by cutting off pieces, then he can do that. 
Omar Marsh, nay guten. The laundry guy can take away the upper two threads and he can keep it. I have a nonsense. We learned in our mission of shalosh. It's three threads like kasha. Habalime habakatine. Depends whether they're thick or thin threads. I guess they have different values. Lo yisrei kabeged l'shisay el arkoi. The brisa says you can't do it along the shisay, but but only along the arkoi. That's the warp and the weft respectively. Vatanya ebcha. I we have fakaret that you could comb it along the warp. These are different weights of clothing. As we all know, our sarbalas, which are more chashev, require the kind of warp combing that we would want. Okay. You can't sew more than three stitches on each loop when you're preparing to stretch out the baguette. When you pass the needle through the baguette and bring it back, it's counted as one stitch. Maybe that's considered two stitches for this count. And after that, there's teku. And you can even out this beged by lengthways, but not by widthways. Two different kinds of begadim. The second one would require a belt, which the length will be less visible when it's worn. Don't buy wool from the comer because he's selling what it doesn't belong to him. But if it's the makam, then he could. But everywhere you can always buy from these guys a pillow that are full of shreds, the kesses malay or mattresses that are full of shreds. So my time, what's the difference? Maybe it's gzela dika with pieces of wool inside. There's already a kinyan in the shinoi. I failed to mention earlier because this is actually a good maramakum to know. Before, when we're first talking about these threads, for some reason we don't deal with shinoi kaina over there earlier. And the Ravid actually asks for a kasha, and the Ravid says a rule, which l'chair is very important, that when you give something to a professional, and this is the expected process, then you can't call that a shinui. I feel like we did have such a svar earlier, I can't place exactly where I remember hearing it, but shinui has to be something that you're meshana from the derech that's expected for it to go. So that's uh, an important rivet. Okay, weiter. Tanara bonan. Ain't like megardi. Don't buy from a weaver. Lay irin. These woolen stoppers. Vole nirin. Or the heddles. Vole punkalin. Vole. Or the tapestry bobbins. Vole shiure pakiais. Or more spools of thread. Okay, all these different. All these parts of the process in the, in the machinery. Avalekhin mehen begem enumar. Erev vishesi tovi varig. You can buy a beged that has all these little speckles in it, which suggests all these different kinds of fabrics are inside of it. So Amri hasha tovi vishakal. You can buy this spun thread from the weaver because you, there was a shinoi. So arig me boy. So for shtetzach, you're going to have a shinoi. And for the gemara, my arig, arig just means tike. Just means woolen chains that are from unspun wool. But it doesn't really mean there's any shinui there because it wasn't really woven. You can't buy from the dyer, wool that was used to test colors, or color samples, or torn off pieces of wool. You could buy the dyed clothing that was made from those color samples. So if you could buy the spun threads, you can't make clothing from color samples without first spinning it into thread. My What do we mean by begadim? That means namti. That doesn't mean it actually was spun, but rather it was pressed together. Essentially felt, and therefore you don't have the mile of spinning it first. Tanu Rabbanan Hanais and Iris Labdan, if you give hides to a tanner, Hakitsuin Vatlushin Hare Elushel Balhabayas. The trimmings and the pieces that got torn off can go back to the Balabayas. Fa'ila, Mishetafamayim Hare Elushaloi, but the wool that comes out of the water rinsing belongs to the tanner. Imhaya Shachar, the Mishnah had said, if the kaivase takes out the three threads, they belong to him. And if it was black on the white, then he could take all the black threads for himself. the Gemara, Amar of Yehuda, Katsara Shmeva Katsara Shakale. The launderer is called a Katsara, and that which he shortens, he also can take for himself. You have to know what the Chiddush of that line is. That's what he says. Amar of Yehuda, Even the threads that the kaivase typically would remove still goes into the Cheshman for placing the tzitzis. That's what we say. when we say Tchelis, we mean the tzitzis over here. 
Yitzchak Bari Kapit Alayu, and my son Yitzchak is very makbid on getting these thre- on these threads and removes them before adding his tzitzis on. Hachayet Shishier Es Hachut. If the Chayet, if the tailor left over enough thread to sew with, then it goes back to the Balabai. So Kamalit for how much is enough thread? How do you know how much it is? Omervasi. Mole machat machat. Enough thread to equal the needle's length and beyond the needle. So, Yiboilu, what does that mean? Mole machat machat kim mole machat. Does mean the length of the needle and a length beyond the needle is equal to another needle's length? A dilma maybe means mole machat machat mashu. A needle's length and a mashu beyond that. But does it have to be another needle's length or not? So, Tashma de Tanya, Achayit Shashier, Esachot Pachus Mikdelit Farbai. The Brysa says the tailor who left over enough thread, less than the amount to be able to sew with. Or he left over a piece of cloth that's less than three by three. If you think that enough thread means it's the needle's length and another whole needle's length, then okay, I get it. Because at least less than the, because less than this amount, still you can do something with it. You could stitch a loop on the end of the baguette. What can you even do with it? The shavings that the carpenter removes with his keili, he can keep. But what he chops off with the uh, axe, then go, that goes back to the balabais. That all goes back to the Baalbais. And the sawdust that goes out, then, or umitachas rehitni, or the shavings from underneath this rehitni tool, or the sawdust, that goes back to the carpenter. But we're saying that the shavings from that tool of the matzad goes to the carpenter, where the Bryce says they go to the Baalbais. We're talking about the location of this Tana, the Ikatarti Chatzine. There were two kinds of tools. The larger one was called an axe. Matzah, and the smaller one was called a matzad. But Asher did Tana Barah, but in the place where the Tana of the Brisa was living, Chad Hu Ika, there was only one kind of chopping tool, it was just the bigger kind of thing, Vikarulay Matzad, and therefore in our mission it says the shaving of this matzad belonged to the carpenter. It's talking about the smaller uh, matzad where the pieces are very small, but when the Brisa says that the shavings go to the Balabais, it's talking about the big uh, matzad, which is really an axe, and therefore the shavings are big. But if he's working in the Rishus of the Balabais, even the sawdust goes to the owner. People who chisel stones don't have any problems of gezel. They can keep the pieces that uh, fall off, in other words. People who prune trees, or people who prune thorn bushes, or or people who weed out the vegetation, or people who prune the vegetables. However, hops in these green grains, meaning before they're fully grown, as Rashi says. So they're still green. Ain bahem mishum gezel. Ba'asr de kapti, yesh bahem mishum gezel. Omar Ravino umasa machasya asr de kaptihu. But in masa machasya, where people are very makbid, there they will be gezel. Which sounds like kind of a downer, because we're ending off on the hakpod of masa machasya, and the Teres Chaim even asks if Rakasha that we always try to end off on Masechta on a positive note. So the Teres Chaim answers, well, it's not really the end of the Masechta, because all of Nazikin is cool chad Masechtahi. Not so pashit, because it's a machlegis in the Gemara, but certainly if you learn that we're just the first third of done of Masechta Nazikin, then we're not done yet. But the Marsha does point out that if you look at the Rashi over here, Rashi seems like he ends off Why does Rashi stick in the word Taiv at the end over here? The Mara Taiv, as if that's somehow significant. Maybe because he wants to end off the Masechta on a positive note. But either way, 
it's a positive note for us because we just finished all 119 blot of Masech Tabavakama together. And as always, I can't thank you enough for coming along on this journey with me and helping me create this Machayev to prepare every single day. Hadron Allah HaGoyz L'Basar V'Slik Allah Masech Tabavakama. And Amir Tashem, I'm excited to start Shnai Meichs with all of you. We'll pick it up on Friday.